Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome back to the Steven Universe podcast. I'm Mackenzie Atwood and I am here in the writer's room of Steven Universe at Cartoon Network Studios in Burbank, California. A lot of work goes into the creation of a single episode of Steven Universe, and today we're going to meet the storyboard artists and directors who bring each episode to life. They do everything from the initial storyboard drawings to writing dialogue to revisions before the boards go to the animation team. They have a lot of responsibility, and so today we're going to meet them, discover how they came to Steven Universe, what it's like working with each other, the background artists, the creator Rebecca Sugar, and other directors on the series and hear some of their favorite Steven Universe moments. So coming up, we'll talk to storyboard revisionist Maya Peterson and Amish Kumar, storyboard supervisor Hilary Florido, and supervising directors Joe Johnston and Kat Morris. And starting us off, I'm sitting here with storyboard artists Jeff Liu and Lamar Abrams. First off, thank you guys so much for being here on the show. And why don't you tell us a little bit about what you guys do? Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Um, I do storyboards and writing. I guess that's the same job. And a little bit of voice acting on Steven Universe. Cool. Yeah. I'm also a storyboard artist. Uh, and I also write music sometimes. Awesome. So what's you guys' like artistic background before you started working on Steven? Where did you, where'd you come from before that? Well, before I was a storyboard artist, my first job was as an animator. Uh, I animated at a company called Jib Jab doing e-cards. I love those e-cards. <laughs> oh my gosh, I remember that. I remember that. And the, was that like the dancing elves too? Yeah, yeah. Yes, iconic, <laughs> unforgettable. Yeah, I animated a lot of bodies like dancing around yes. just without heads. So you could take a photo of your own face and put it onto my dancing animated I, body. I did that so many times with so many people. <laughs> I, I feel like I know you in a whole new light now. That's awesome. Yeah, it's a fun job, really fun job. Yeah, so that was your first uh, animation job? Yeah. Out of, did you go to like art school? Oh, yeah. I went to uh, art school at CalArts for, oh, cool. for yeah. character animation. Oh, yeah. well, yeah. You have a mug right there. He has a mug that says CalArts, so I guess <laughs> I probably is. should have assumed. Yeah. That's awesome. What about what about you? Um, my background was in uh, comics. Um, cool. I had made comics for a few years before um, working on a Steven Universe. So I used to work on a comic series called Remake, and I was self-publishing for a while before being picked up by... Ad House Books in around maybe like 2009, and I had a collection of books that was like a graphic novel, and then I did two more follow-up books, um, Remake Special and Remake Extra. The E in the Extra was a three, because it was the third book <laughs> in the series. Nice. Um, I think that came out around maybe like 2012, 2013, um, and that was like right before I got called to work with Rebecca doing oh, awesome. Steven Universe. So did she like know your com she's like a big comics person, right? She Yeah, we actually and... met at a comics convention, a small press expo in Bethesda, Maryland, um, where we're from on the East Coast. Oh gotcha. So we met back in 
I think it was my first SPX in 2007. Cool. And I was walking around the convention. I remember seeing Pug Davis, uh, her old comic. And we traded comics, just like, oh, I like your work. Just like kind of friendly (laughs) traded comics. And uh, she told me that she had like followed my work like for years. And when she started on Steven, she was like, oh, you know, we love your work. So we'd love to have you on the show with us. And I was just like okay <laughs> that's so cool what yeah. so you guys came from comics and and animation this was like approaching it from totally different angles it feels like like do you feel like that affected the way you guys approached the storyboarding when you guys did that yeah definitely when i was younger or when i was at school i had this idea that i would be an animator mm-hmm. like uh, not necessarily a storyboard artist. Yeah, so some people some people are confused between the I storyboard artist, right? Let me let me make sure I got this straight. Storyboard artist, you draw the like the keyframes, right? Or not the keyframes, but you draw the the boards that then an animator will go in and draw the keyframes and then draw the in betweens and and make it into a like a finished animation, right? Right. I think the the like the bare bones requirements for a storyboard is just to draw the the moments that tell the story gotcha so any important like emotional moment or um action needs to be drawn and then between those drawings that gets filled in by the overseas studio who does the the full animation afterwards gotcha cool yeah yeah Yeah, but um as an animator Going into storyboarding, I have a lot of experience with doing the in-between part. Mm-hmm. So um, on Steven Universe, I, I ended up doing a lot of just poses to make the motion look just more full and like interesting. Right. Yeah. Was it like when you did, when you started doing storyboards, was it like, this is way easier. I don't have to draw the in-between. <laughs> is it like that? Uh, yes, but also way harder because I had to think about story and right. uh, uh, character and writing and story structure and acting and all this stuff that I, I wasn't really used to doing as much when I was just making stuff move around. Right. With yeah. the jib jab, there's not really character arcs, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just, it's different. They just dance, you know, I love it though. <laughs> okay. What about you? I think for me, it's like the opposite direction because I had experience with storytelling and character arcs and writing in my own work. So that part wasn't too hard to approach, but the amount of drawing I think was like very new to me, even though it's just like basically layout and key like poses. I had a hard time figuring out like how much should I have or how little should I have? Like, do I need to draw out a whole walk cycle or right. do I just need to do like two poses of a start pose and an end pose? And that was something I learned about, I guess, over like my first year on the show and just picking gotcha. up stuff from other people I work with, like Jeff, who's like knows about animation. I'm like, well, how do I do this or how do I show that? And you would like, I talked to like different people on the crew about like what I need to show. And our directors too were good about like filling me in on like things that I would do in comics that I shouldn't do in animation. Mm-hmm. I used to cut in characters like really close and kind of cut off the tops of their heads right. and the bottoms of their chins because it was in comics that's like really dramatic, but in animation, like. You want to see the whole character, the whole head in certain shots. So I had to learn, like, what was necessary for, like, television and what I could do, what I could bring from comics and, like, kind of mix in with that. Right, yeah. And there's sort of a learning curve, too, because Cartoon Network's, like, a a board-driven studio, right? So that's very different from a lot of other places that do. Because you you have to write all the dialogue. I think people a lot of times don't realize that you guys have to write all the dialogue for the characters in addition to drawing and that sort of it goes hand in hand but i feel like i feel like it'd be more difficult right you know like that's that's like 
especially if you're coming from an art background, it's like, they didn't prepare me for this in school, you know, like what's that like? Uh, Yeah, it's challenging, but it's also really fun. It's a really awesome amount of creative freedom that you get being able to both uh, draw and express through the characters with the visuals and also to try to give it, give them your own personal voice. Mm -hmm. And at least for me, it was really challenging at first writing because I hadn't really done much of it before. I kind of just had to learn from each episode like over maybe a few years before I felt comfortable. But it was really cool working with all the other board artists like Lamar, who I think you were more comfortable writing. And I yeah, got to like yeah. see his boards and be like, wow, yeah. like Lamar's so good at just like making these characters feel alive and fun. It's like because he comes from comics. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of inspiration everywhere. And yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, we all kind of inspire each other in that way. Just my lack of knowledge in animation I was just looking at everyone's boards and seeing how much they were doing and I was like holy cow you can do this much <laughs> like you can really like take it somewhere else and make it really expressive and fun I think a lot of my drawings when I started were very stiff because I was just used to like you know focusing on one kind of pose just because that's how like comics works mm-hmm. um, but yeah working with everyone I've kind of absorbed a lot of knowledge over the years and it's really helped like we've all benefited from just working here and working with each other yeah, that's awesome. What's it, what's it like? Because you guys have worked with, how many different partners have you guys worked with over the, the time that you've been here? Because I remember you told me uh, that like you guys worked together for the first time on, what episode was it? Off Colors. Yeah. yeah. And that was like, uh, yeah. you guys have worked on the show forever. So like, it was pre- it's pretty crazy that that was the first time you'd ever worked together. Like, what's it like working with the different partners and, and stuff like that? What's that? How has it changed when you work with different people? I don't know. I think <laughs> I think we all tend to balance each other out in some way. Yeah. Like everyone has strengths and weaknesses. Mm-hmm. So I think each person brings something different to the table and a board can feel completely different by just like switching people up. Um, I've had over six, <laughs> seven. That's so. awesome. So you have to be really flexible, I guess, right? Is it, is it harder to do... The um, solo boards, though, when you have to sort of carry uh, the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was a, a fun challenge, though, because uh, like I was still new to storyboarding and it wasn't something that was planned. It just kind of happened like, you know, my partner had gotten sick and was like, well, we'll try to find your partner as soon as possible. But maybe you could try to do it solo. And I was like. Up for the challenge, like, you know, like, I'm going to prove myself doing the solo board. (laughs) And um, the board I did solo was uh, Onion Trade and Beach Party. Mm -hmm. Um, Classics. And they were really fun to do, but I was so worn out after. I didn't even, like, realize how worn out I was until I got a partner and realized, like, I was doing half the amount of work again. I was just like... (gasps) (sighs) <sighs> Dang. So when you so do you have to do it in the same amount of time that you would normally do a board? Like, because you know, yeah, schedule we waits to, for no one. You know, we used to have less time. We used to only do boards oh, yeah. in four weeks. Did you do those solo boards in four weeks? Uh huh. Oh my gosh. And now we have five cool. weeks. Gotcha. Uh, I was just I was just here all the time. You crazy? <laughs> You're insane. I don't do that anymore though. Yeah. To yourself, man. What's, what's your um? One thing I like to see is that like you guys all have your different styles and stuff. So like, what's it like having that freedom to to just sort of draw in your your own style and interpret the characters differently? Uh, it's fun. Uh, I think it's remarkable how differently we can all draw, and it still works. Like the story yeah. still works. The characters are still themselves. But yeah, it doesn't really matter as long as you uh, like 
you make the characters feel real. Uh, and it's fun. It's fun to feel like you can just kind of be yourself and express the way you express. Right, yeah. It's sort of like, you know, the, the character sort of stands on its own. So even if they are drawn differently, they're still that character. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like one of the strengths of the show, too, you know, like that the characters are strong enough to stand that way, you know? That's really yeah. cool. I I always kind of felt like we were all chosen because our styles were kind of close to the show already mm-hmm. or close to an idea of what it could look like. Right. And um, even within the first year of the show, we were creating a lot of character, I don't know, like quirks or things that we would reuse like later on. So I feel like as far as like drawings, like the drawings were already there. We were already close to that. But like the feeling of the characters was a lot of what the borders brought to like their ideas of what the character might say or handle a situation like that's what like we brought in our own like style I yeah guess. so more than just the the drawing style but you added stuff to the characters mm-hmm. that's really cool what what kind of stuff do you have any examples of what you've done like that can you mm-hmm. think of anything just off the top of your head um like so much like <laughs> uh it's, it's like kind of everything just like the way that the characters like stand or like the way that they like hold themselves or the way that they make facial expressions it's it's like unique from person to person right yeah like a lot of character acting and even like certain lines i feel like there are i can't think of anything right now but there you, are you some have lines. to even say y'all a lot i love that <laughs> oh yeah i love that yeah. it's a thing i say so it just feels like natural when when i'm writing I and i just write too. y'all yeah, yeah. Yeah, Dude. stuff like that. And it's that like little too. things. It's like it's like a it's not it's a rare thing out here, you know, on the the West Coast to find the people that say y'all. It's like <laughs> I know you're you're from the homeland. That's all. <laughs> the homeland of the East Coast. Yes, exactly, <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, it's different. You know, it's very different. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I I'm from the East Coast and I just sort of came out here just for the summer. It's like. What? Oh, yeah. What is this place, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's wild. So you said that you guys have different you don't just do boards. You do you do songs and and you do uh you did voice acting for the um the character it was the character in the zoo, right? Um Was that the one? That was one of them, J ten, Y six. I get them mixed up. Yeah. Uh, me but too. it was one of the zoom ins, but the main character that I usually voice is Buck Dewey, the mayor's son. You, I didn't know you did that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so like what's it like when you uh to have like a different role? Are you guys in the booth when they re- do the records? If you if you do the boards, are you in the booth or do you just sort of wait for it to come back? Sometimes. It depends. Uh, yeah. yeah. If if we're free uh to come by not when you have to do a, a, an entire board by yourself yeah. in four weeks, <laughs> yeah. but when you when you got more flexibility. <laughs> I feel like early on we went to the booth a lot, yeah. like just to like see what was going on, and Rebecca would kind of ask for our input on like how something was read or if we had something different in mind, right? Um, and again, that was a part of the like figuring out the characters phase. Yeah. Um, so we don't really go down like as much as we used to. But occasionally, or if there's like a special like guest or something like that we might right. want to meet or something, we'll like go down and like say hi or like Rebecca will tell us like, oh, so and so's here, come say hi. And right, like, right. Go and chit chat, which is nice. Yeah, That's usually, awesome. usually if there's a song, uh, Rebecca will ask for me to come by just to give gotcha. notes on the on the musical aspect of it. Right. Just, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So like, what's it? So you guys have those different roles. What do you think? Does it inform the way you storyboard it all? The the seeing 
the other side of things? Do you think that that's changed the way that you approach the boards? For me, it's it's they're pretty separate. Right. Even if I have an episode with Buck in it, I kind of forget that I'm going to yeah. later. <laughs> so I'll just like make up lines and then sometimes I'll be pitching it and slip into his voice. And it's like, I don't know, kind of weird, but I never really think about how I'm going to act as I'm drawing it. I'm kind of just like, I need to draw this. I got to draw this. I got to right, right. meet my deadline. Uh. <laughs> it's like a different part of your brain, right? So yeah. that, that's cool. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I feel like when I'm working, I'm just thinking about this fictional reality where right. like we're just trying to make it feel like the story it makes sense and it's like an emotional experience that we want and I'm not really even thinking about my hand as I'm drawing or like what sort of technical like recording equipment is going to be needed eventually or like how it's going to be like directing the actors it's just like I just know that if we we put in our our creative ideas into this like stew of just ideas it's gonna come out ideas too yeah it's gonna be delicious yeah (laughs) i can't wait that's awesome yeah i love that uh so what's you guys um you board the different characters it's like people have compared animating to acting a lot too you know Hmm. even though like you said it's a different part of your brain but also like just the fact that you're you're drawing the way these characters look and the way that they're expressing themselves and so they all have their different traits like you said like I really like how Pearl does her hands sometimes, you know? She's always, like, holding up up like so and yeah. very expressive like that. So, like, if you had to choose a character, who's your favorite to board? Huh. It's tough. <laughs> That's a hard question. Yeah, I yeah. really like uh, boarding Ruby, especially because there's so many different ways. Like, I mean, I, this is spoilers, I guess, but for Hit the Diamond. I don't know. Is that okay? Hit the, di- hit the Diamond. Was that, like... Yeah, a- I mean, for... Is that the baseball? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. baseball? Just, or just, like... Yeah, that there's multiple rubies. Like, yeah, yeah, different... that's not a spoiler. Okay, no, okay. we're all good there. <laughs> I mean, this podcast might be for people who have never even oh, seen Oh, yeah, any... no, we're good. <laughs> yeah, like, um, the, well, there's the ruby that we know, mm-hmm. and she's really fun just to, like, draw her. Like, she's so, like, intense and expressive. But then, like, to have that template of what we think of a ruby and then do, like, five different versions of that. Right. Is... <laughs> It's, it's really interesting and They've like a fun creative challenge. Yeah, yeah, I love that. I love that. People love the Ruby gang. They yeah. all have their own thing. But they all still maintain the Ruby-ness. <laughs> Ruby-ness. Yeah. It's, like, it's such a look, honestly. What an iconic look. The hair, you know? I just, I love it. Yeah. Oh, uh, what about you? I've been thinking about Lars a lot recently. Oh, yeah? yeah. He's fun to board because he's so different from Steven and the usual interactions he has with the gems which are usually very like kind of like loving and caring and understanding and then you know steven gets with lars and he is kind of like (laughs) steven is this kind of annoying person to lars but they're still friends so whenever i think about like drawing that interaction it's 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 just very different from all the other action interactions steven has with like other characters so lars is lars is pretty interesting to board and write for yeah i think that's really cool and i think that it's cool how the um the characters have grown a lot too. Like Lars went through a bunch of development recently, where it's sort of come full full circle. All the stuff that you guys put into him, I really like that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, thank you so much for thank coming and talking you. to me. Yeah, thanks for having us. So now that we know what storyboard artists do for Steven Universe, let's find out what the storyboard revision process is like. I've got storyboard revisionists Maya Peterson and Amish Kumar coming up next. 
All right, guys, I'm here with Amish Kumar and Maya Peterson, and they are storyboard revisionists on Steven Universe. Hey, guys, thank you so much for coming in today and talking to me. Thank you, Mackenzie. Thank you, Mackenzie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm really excited. So you guys uh, just, like, tell me a little bit about basically, like, what your what your job entails for people who don't know what storyboard revisionist means. And, like, well, how is it separate from the storyboard artist? I feel like you have a really good spiel. <laughs> okay, <laughs> okay I'll, I'll, I'll just uh, go off the top of my head. So, board <laughs> artists, they have, like, different weeks. And the last week of boarding, they have, like, a cleanup phase. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what all of revisions is. Is gotcha. After the, the board is turned in, um, the director will note it up and, like, do little thumbnail drawings and... If there's like an arm that's too short, don't tell us to like the <laughs> That's n- a very specific example. <laughs> yeah, that's one of the notes we get. I- I'm making it sound really easy, but uh, typically it's just like a lot of cleanup because storyboarding is just like a really demanding job. Right. Um, and a lot of things end up staying in thumbnail stage. Well, I mean, it depends. I guess it depends. I don't want to like. <laughs> I mean, there's a certain. Yeah. I mean- more ambitious give, yeah. episodes <laughs> tend to have a lot of thumbnails in them. Then you gotta like go in and then yeah, and clean really them flesh up. Out like, those yeah, drawings. so it's not just like stick figure. I got mm-hmm. you. It's, that would be my storyboards if I was if I was boarding. I mean, I guess like the way that you. Oh, sorry, I I was hoping that you would say this, but it was kind. It's kind of like director's assistant, right? When yeah. you think about it, it's a more technical position. It's it's it differs from the storyboard um, position in that it is not a narrative like or so much a creative um, position, but one where you're just like actually going in and clarifying the drawings for Korea clarity and mm-hmm. for Korea, for Korea <laughs> yes, especially. Yes. Yeah. But um, continuity and. Uh, I would say we do a lot in terms of, um, like, I guess if we just like list off some of the some of the kinds of um, revisions that we do, it will be like do a rough mock up of a of a background or something that hasn't been, you know so that the designers have the BG layout artists have something to work with something a little bit more tangible to work gotcha. with. Then, so yeah, mm-hmm. I, I kind of wondered because like it seems like it'd be so difficult because I didn't I didn't realize the backgrounds all come after the storyboards are all done so it's like mm-hmm. what are they supposed yeah. to how do they know what to do i don't know how <laughs> that that makes sense i got i get what you're saying we have amazing background artists the, on yeah. The show. yeah they're so good <laughs> <laughs> and all, i love just, that how they how they take like our chicken scratch and are able to like transform it into <laughs> really these beautiful envir- environments <laughs> like awesome so so uh what kind of stuff did you guys do before you started working on on steven universe what's your artistic background or your general background for me uh i actually i went to school a lot so um, (laughs) yeah i went to a couple of different schools um i graduated from cal state fullerton um, Mm -hmm. in animation but i also studied at the animation union they have like classes over there oh gotcha um and where's that animation union. the animation union's in burbank gotcha it's, uh, yeah it's like sort of what it's the union you, ha- Wait, you have to be is it affiliated in. with the guild or? yeah it's the guild oh okay the guild has like uh like their own school oh, that they wow. offer like relatively like cheap classes gotcha you know, um to teach you like life drawing all these different things and that's really where i got my my foundations in drawing mm-hmm. And then I also took classes at uh, the Concept Design Academy, which is like another like place. <laughs> That's where I kind of learned how to board a lot better. But yeah, I was in community college for a while. Like <laughs> you went I've to just so been in school stuff. for a, yeah, <laughs> a long, long time. Nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I needed it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To be honest, I haven't I I haven't taken like any um I don't have really any artistic background aside from you know I've I've 
drawn since I was a little kid. Everyone in my family drew. Um, gotcha. But I, I mean, I took some I took some courses uh, post college in um, like learning Adobe Creative Suite. But honestly, that was a more kind of technical education right, than. Rather than- yeah, rather than like you know something that would prepare me for storyboarding. So this is honestly a very um, it's a very fish out of water right, scenario. Yeah. Um, but you know, I love I love the show. I took the storyboard test, and here I am. That's awesome. Yeah, Man. but that's like a dream come true. It, like, it, it really is. It's a little <laughs> surreal. <laughs> like yeah, I imagine that's awesome. So like you you come from an artist artist family, right? Is that what you mm-hmm. said? So like um you there's a lot of people I know who who go into art and like if their parents are like Oh, okay, well, you know, you're gonna you're gonna be an artist when you Yeah, know. I know what okay. you're gonna say. It's like, yeah, it's like, oh yeah, you'd make more money waiting tables. Okay. Yeah. But that actually did not make it a more encouraging environment. It's it's funny how that worked. My mother has a um her masters in fine arts and that actually made it more intimidating because she had um higher standards. <laughs> and she she would tell me my stuff was garbage, right? Oh, no. no, 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 believe me. No, I think I think it was tough love. I think it was she was afraid. You know, like, like I think there was a lot of macaroni fear art, and you're like, this doesn't deserve the fridge. No, <laughs> I mean, I don't. No, no, she's she's been very supportive and very encouraging since, um, like the within the last um, several years. And I, I honestly, I think it's just you know, parents, you know, they're really afraid for you, and they want you, they want you to, you know, go down a path that is, you know, um, more well trodden and and safe and reliable and Mm -hmm. art is just you know like especially you know for their generation um they think you know it's like artists selling your wares on the street as opposed to like you know now there's there's a better system for it i go in an office and like i (laughs) this is is a legitimate like i'm going into an office and doing my eight nine hours yeah yeah you know it makes sense yeah i love that so, so you talk about some of the types of revision work you've had to do. So, without like spoilers, obviously, what what's kind of like the hardest thing, hardest revision you've had to do, if you can think of one? Oh yes. Um, do you have? You just, one. I mean, I just recently finished up a section uh-huh. with just like a huge. I mean, I can't talk about the details of it as that you know kind of veers into spoiler territory. But it's just like a huge group scene with tons of gems, mm-hmm. and you know there there is some copy and paste that I could have like you know, <laughs> done. But you know, just you want to make sure every corner looks right and um, that everything lines up um, panel to panel. Um, and it's a lot of work. Um, <laughs> right. al- although I think the hardest revisions, like generally speaking, are the ones, not when we have to kind of draw it from scratch. Like it's like, here, yeah. you have a very rough thumbnail. Now just kind of like draw it as you please. You know, mm-hmm. it's more like here are some components. Now try to like stitch them together. You right. know? Like, yeah. I remember to, mm-hmm. you showed me something about like, like some characters that like, there was one panel where they were inside a door, and then the next panel they were all outside the door, and you had to like figure yeah. out how do they all fit through the door, you know? Like, mm-hmm. so you had to like figure yeah. out. Yeah, that was a that was a tough one, but yeah. luckily we cheated that one a little bit to make okay, it a little easier. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. But I can give like a recipe for like a really tough revision. Sure, sure. So like first off, group shot. That's like so you have a lot of characters to draw. It's gonna be wide angle, so you see their their whole bodies. <laughs> um, sometimes you have to rotate the camera, and oh. so if it's a different angle, so you have to like change the angle. But then if there's multiple panels, you have to also keep all the actions intact. And like Maya uh-huh. was saying earlier, if you <laughs> she's like covering her face and uh-huh. um, 
If you have to keep certain aspects or assets to it, it like locks you down so you don't have total freedom. So it can make your job really difficult if sometimes things don't always work in a different angle or perspective. So you can redo like the same really complicated scene a bunch of times until like you yeah you figure out how it works. Because mm-hmm. I, I think it's from the same episode she's talking about, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> the one that I have in mind. A lot of suffering. <laughs> I believe oh, it's it. Gonna, I'm, I'm so excited for how it's actually going to, like, look in the end. The, um, the, like, so, so you're talking about the, you know, sort of the progression. What, what's it like seeing your finished animation for the first time based on stuff you did? Like, what is it like? Is it cool? Like, I feel like it'd be cool, right? It, it is. It's like, I think I'm just so self-critical now i'm like maya's mom where i'm just i'm <laughs> just kidding no i love my mom mom i love you <laughs> shout out to maya's mom um yeah it i just i think i when things work i'm like oh that's so cool it, like, it came out awesome but then the things i tend to focus on a little bit are um are when i'm like oh i could have done a better job on that oh. and then i'm like oh it's out of my hands because i'm really a perfectionist kind of i think maya mm-hmm. is the same way I sort of have I to work with I think, I mean, I think that's a, that's a good characteristic. For, I mean, <laughs> yeah. it kind of, you know, lends itself to the revisionist position. Right, because you gotta, yeah, I, I hear you. So you, so you have to, your, you, your job is like right up against the deadlines then, right? Because you, you said you do the last week of the boarding schedule. Is that, is it like a real, always a time crunch for you? Uh, well, we well, we're not exactly, yeah. we're not exactly on the same schedule as the boarders. We're just yeah. saying that, I mean, mm, once they've gotten to the cleanup stage, you know, that's that's their schedule. That's separate, mm-hmm. you know, from, from our operation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, once they, like, turn in the boards, it goes through what's called the breakdown. And the de- directors will, like, pretty much note up the finished storyboard um, from the, the storyboard artists. And they'll pull out the things that they think need to change or, you know, like, backgrounds that need to be made. And then after they do that, then they bring the, the boards to us and they give us, like, all the things that we have to do. And our schedule tends to be like, I think the goal ideally is, a yeah. week after oh, the breakdown. Yeah, well, like you, you finish it because we start right after the breakdown, mm-hmm. um, and then you get the episode done in like a week, hopefully. That's what I'm. Yeah, yeah. I, ideally yeah. wrapped up. Seems like it would be a, a little rough. <laughs> I feel like, it, like it, it, realistically, <laughs> I mean, but you know, budget. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah. If it's a more like intense episode, like if I think like a, like a finale type episode. It's going to be tough to meet that, but if it's just like them hanging out in Beach City, then it's a little easier. Right. My last question is, how do you think you guys have grown artistically since you started working? And where do you guys see, what do you guys want to be down the line? You know, like learning from working as a revisionist, working on a crew that's, you know, had more experience. What do you guys think? I want to move on to to boards eventually, but as a revisionist, you're seeing all the work from the board artists and you're learning, learning like just so much from each of them it's a lot like you get to do studies all day long of like trying to mimicking other people's mm-hmm. styles right because like uh our show isn't an on model show as like a, a lot of people know i feel like but i still have comes friends that come up to me and be like oh you have to draw a model what we try to do is we try to match the board artist style right. when, whenever we mm-hmm. can and so that's just i don't know it's just cool you get to draw like different people like yeah, Putting our drawings. Yeah, you'll never find a drawing in our boards, or very rarely a drawing <laughs> that isn't kind of like derivative. You know, it's yeah. it's not completely Amish or not completely Maya. It's always mm-hmm. going to be like based on uh, Joe or Kat's um, drawing of Miki's or yeah. Lamar's. You know, <laughs> like, and you know, it's it's sort of this amalgam of multiple artists, yeah. and we just. 
Yeah, and and then the the animators have their hands in it. Right, so right. It's, 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 yeah, it's a very collab. Everyone has like their hands in it somehow. Like I feel like maybe like four people go through it by the time it's like finished and done. Because mm-hmm. like the board artist to the director's roughs to us mm-hmm. to the animator, mm-hmm. and we do multiple passes on, it, and I'm sure like the board artists do as well. So a lot of people see. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> One drawing could have like so many different artists involved. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, guys, thank you so much for talking to me today. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Yeah, thank you. Thanks so much again to Maya Peterson and Amish Kumar for telling us about how the storyboard revision process works. And next up, we're going to be talking to storyboard supervisor Hilary Florido and supervising directors Joe Johnston and Kat Morris and find out what their roles are on Steven Universe. We're also going to see what advice they have for aspiring young artists and animators out there. All right, guys, I am here with Kat Morris and Hillary Florido and Joe Johnston, who are... Uh, Hillary, you're a uh, storyboard supervisor on the show, correct? Yes, very right. recently so. Okay, cool. Well, congratulations, yeah. And, <laughs> and then Kat and Joe, you guys are supervising directors too, right? Yep. Both of the, you guys? Uh-huh. Not as recently. <laughs> okay, cool, cool. So, so what, are your, what are those uh, titles? What do the, the jobs entail for each of those titles? Oh, boy. Hillary, why don't you start since it's much more condensed? <laughs> nice. So after the borders are finished storyboarding and turn it in, I go through them with the help of my fine revisionists and clean up stuff that they didn't hit, make any corrections that need to be made, add any additional things that happen post them turning it in if there's changes in dialogue. Gotcha. And that's all in preparation for Korea to animate. The clearer the boards are, the better they can do. Right, then they can figure out. Yeah. So, like, if you, like, assign to to, um, Amish and uh, Maya, do you, like, tell them, like, okay, you do this part, you do this part, you do... Mm -hmm. Yeah, we go through in notes, and then I do some, too. Or team. (laughs) Got you. Beautiful, beautiful. (laughs) What about, uh, what about you guys, Kat and Joe? Uh, we just do everything that Rebecca does. Okay. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so first we blue sky ideas for upcoming episodes, Somewhere. Uh, it means we just sit around and we talk about what we'd like to see. Oh, uh, blue sky, like just just dreaming yeah, and just like yeah, yeah laying okay. in the grass, looking at clouds. <laughs> gotcha. saying, that looks like an episode. There gotcha. was like one or two times that we actually went out and did that, but mostly it's just in the office. <laughs> it's, the sky's not very blue in here. It's mostly Rebecca comes in and says, "Hey, I saw this cloud today. Look like this. We should do an episode about this." <laughs> Yeah, more or less. Uh, then we're in with the writers and Rebecca for the premises and the outlines. Uh, then we go to all the storyboard pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, we used to do storyboard supervising on top of that, but Hillary stepped up. Gosh, gotcha. she's doing that I'm for on us. It. So we kind of we still oversee that a little bit. And then when the episodes come back after they're animated, we uh, we go over them. We ask for any corrections that need to be made. We do extra boards if they need to be done. Uh, we also are in with sound design and any sort of final picture edits here on our side. Gotcha. And then we deliver it to network. Oh, we also make the title cards. <laughs> oh, you do? <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. Basically, if Rebecca could, she would want to do everything on this show. <laughs> gotcha. And she physically can't, so that's where me and Kat it's actually come in. We, yeah. Yeah, We're the we, overflow. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> so, like, uh, if you guys all have done uh, storyboard work on the show... At like you all have you all been like credited as storyboarders on the show at some point? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you've all true. been storyboarders. <clears throat> um, so like, what's it like coming from that 
space and then coming into your new job now? Like, what's the difference? What, what's shifted since then? I think it's learning to let go of control. Gotcha. Still learning that one, too. Yeah, maybe yeah. I am still learning. <laughs> um, when you're a storyboard artist, you have the complete power and, or you and think you do. You think you do. <laughs> uh, you have, Which is enough. And that feels good. But you, you have your way with the episode, basically. You, it's, it's your episode. It's your, it's your baby to you know, raise and make great. Um, but as a director, it's your job to make sure that the episode actually gets done. To make sure that that vision that the storyboard artists have is preserved and made better by you adding to it or taking away in some cases it's, it's <laughs> yeah. all about it's all about making the episode work at that point yeah yeah totally my experience was a little different because even though i did a few storyboards i was always the storyboard supervisor before i became the supervising director gotcha uh it was it was hard because i felt a little bit like i cheated to get in you know because everyone else <laughs> took everyone else took a board test so they came in and they were doing these amazing boards and i was like wow they have no idea that i'm not as good as this but i just have to keep making it till i make it but but secretly <laughs> secretly though when you did bubble buddies mm-hmm. um with uh Aleth, uh that was the board where it was like oh okay so we need to be boarding like that we need to be. That it, needs, the, it needs to look like that. The baseline. That's, that's look. I'm so honored. Oh my gosh! You guys the were all just like story. looking at each other when you guys yeah, started out. Was, you were like, "They're so cool." How it was I? every it, single person was like that. That's exactly the way it was for a good year <laughs> on the first season. It was just like, "What is looking? What everyone did?" Right. Like, wow. Wow. Okay. I gotta. I gotta rise to the occasion now and. I remember and feeling that. I was like, "Oh no! All the board artists are trying to outdo each other." <laughs> yeah. yeah. You have to deliver. <laughs> Actually, I didn't take a test either. <laughs> I well, you kind of did because you worked on cat fingers. I did. I did like revision-ish, boarding-ish while I was working on regular show. But I also feel very sneaky on the daily. <laughs> You're like, what have they got to find out? <laughs> yeah. So like, do your jobs now change based on what kind of episode like for example like the music musical episode right Mm -hmm. uh mr greg do your does your job change as a director or supervisor when you're doing episodes like that or if it's like a half hour one like bismuth or something Mm -hmm. does that change the way you approach it our jobs only get easier or harder depending on the the episode (laughs) and we're always working on five or six episodes right so there's just parts that are easy and parts that are hard it's pretty much about the same. There's just always uh, some episodes that are more difficult for others than others for like unforeseen reasons. Like, right. oh, this didn't really get cleaned up as much. Or, mm-hmm. oh, uh, there was a part of the story we didn't consider. Now we have to redo. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, it was Christmas and now we've lost weeks of work because everyone had yeah. to go home for the no. holidays. It's more juggling. You're handling. Yeah. You're not just yeah. working on one thing. You're working on multiple things. They like all need to be done. Multiple right. parts yeah. of multiple things. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. that. I looked at like yeah. you guys like the schedule that you have, and it's so crazy because when when people like when you see the finished product, you're like, okay, here's an episode. But when but when you guys are working on them, you're working on this part of this episode and this part of this episode. One of them is in storyboarding. One of them is in an animatic phase. One of and like it's like it's so much. It seems like so much all the time. I. That's I'm why second-hand. we have production coordinators to help us remember everything. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we, Google Calendar. <laughs> yeah, we have a lot of people who help us, and we would be 
swimming. We'd be drowning. We'd, <laughs> yeah. no, we'd be completely drowning. I write down a lot them. of notes. There's a lot of notes. A lot of post-its. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I can see do that. This. I feel that. So do you guys miss like doing boarding? We're yeah. still boarding all the time. I was boarding 10 minutes ago. Oh, really? <laughs> I, I like not having to do a whole episode. Personally, I prefer to do a lot of little things. Gotcha. Because I think when you're boarding, you're in like a very specific two weeks you're doing thumbnails, two weeks you're cleaning up, last week you're addressing things, and then you go back again. Uh, I like being kind of all over the place. I feel like that too. <laughs> like it's like, okay, I'm tired of this. I'm ready to do something else now. You know, like don't want to board another four minutes of two characters talking to each other or something, you know? I th- I miss the linear quality of just boarding a whole episode. It's like I always start at the beginning and go to the end. Right. And then I'm, I start this day and I finish this day. Um, but in ex- it's an exchange. Now I get to put my hand in more things mm-hmm. and have an opinion. More, more of an opinion? Yeah, opinion on other episodes. Other episodes, yeah. Episodes right. Um, yours. Yeah, for me it's... Uh, I miss having the focus of mm-hmm. of having time to just focus on one thing, um, whereas now we juggle lots and lots of things. Uh, when you're storyboarding, you're you're very you're just you're in the episode and you're just worried about the episode. You're not, you know, there you might be worried about uh, how it connects to the episodes around it, but that's more for the directors to worry about, and it's just your job to focus and get the episode done. So I miss I miss having that time. To just focus on one thing, yeah. Yeah, it is really hard when you're in something and you feel like you're getting somewhere, and then you get pulled away because you have a post meeting. Uh, right, <laughs> right. It's like, uh, it's like oh, do we have to do sound right now? I was so close to was, figuring this out. I was feeling the jive. I was yeah. feeling the groove. I was feeling the groove, you guys. <laughs> the zone. It, it was happening now. just now. <laughs> there it goes. <laughs> okay, cool. Like, uh, so one one of the things I was wondering about is you guys have sort of you've worked on the show for a while. Um, and you've you've sort of risen through the ranks and everything. So uh, now you guys are clawed my way, <laughs> clawed to the top. Yes, yes, exactly. But you still came from that that perspective of working at, on some point at boards. So like, what kind of advice as directors and supervisors? What do you give to different boarders? Like, do, do different boarders need to work on different things? Like, I don't know. Everybody has their strengths and weaknesses, for sure. Yeah. I think time management is the thing that comes up a lot. And uh, the thing that I tell everybody is it's a marathon, not a sprint. I feel like... I hear that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like, uh, you know, especially if your work habits aren't the most healthy. Mine, mine aren't that healthy. I hear that. Uh, but there's a lot of procrastination followed by an insane amount of work, sometimes all-nighters. And I feel like that's the fastest way to burn yourself out. And like the best thing you could do is do a little bit every day just to maintain your sanity because you absolutely will burn out if you're not careful. Uh, What's your philosophy, Hillary? <laughs> I mean, yes. man, yeah. something is better than nothing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Get it down. Just put yeah. something down mm-hmm. on the... You can yeah. go back and change it, but if you don't have anything there, then you got nothing to work with. Yeah, you mm-hmm. can't start like uh, making revisions if you can't. If you don't have like a first draft, right? Yeah, Plus a blank canvas is just paralyzing. It is terrifying. It's, it's yeah, yeah, it's a blank piece of paper. It's the same you have something thing. there, you can fix it or change it. Mm-hmm. What about you, Jill? You're the most pro of all of us. You're the super pro. What? You were boarding longer than me. <laughs> Your structure is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you still are about, doing the thing. <laughs> how about that structure? It's uh, planning, thinking about what you're going to do before you do it you can't just it's it looking at a, a blank piece of paper and then suddenly just launching in and, and expecting things to just go great the first time 
it never works out. <laughs> so like having a plan and, and thinking about thinking ahead of time how you're structuring a scene and how it's going to flow into the next scene and what what's going to you know what's the beginning middle and end of this section before I move on to the next section. Yeah, thinking about that, writing that all down and and making a plan before you start working. It's it's an outline. It's it's the same concept you take when you write an essay or do most things. So you know, it's fun things. I say. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, what do you think that you've like learned overall, personally, from aside from the stuff that you've already talked about, giving notes to other people? Do you feel like <laughs> you've learned anything personally taking away from Steven Universe? I don't know. We all been, th- we're all together all the time, so maybe it's not noticeable. But I feel like I'm more patient. And I try to think a little more before I speak. I, I have learned nothing. Uh, working on this show has completely reinforced my worldview, and I will never change. This is completely <laughs> true of Joe. It sounds like a joke, but it's yeah. not. You know what? I'm going to agree. Um, What's the worldview? What's the view? I don't. I think. I think for me, Rebecca says this a lot when there's all these ideas in the room. You know, it's. There's idea A and there's idea B, but then she's looking for the third idea. And I think for me, it was always like, no, it's this idea and no other idea. <laughs> um, but I think I've really, I think I've learned to be more accepting of different avenues to approach a problem. Yeah, that's a, yeah. That's a big one for sure. I thought I you were going to say, Rebecca always says one thing per thing. Oh, oh and that, <laughs> I, that's, so that's another thing, one yeah. I've taken. That's, that's, that's Ian's. That's, that's, that's Ian's <laughs> that's doctrine. True. One thing per, per thing, th- one tier per tier. What, it's, how, it's giving, how do you, how giving, do you even dilute that to somebody who's never heard that before? Yeah. So, so here's a common thing you see a lot in boards <laughs> where a boardist will try and combine too many actions into a shot. Each scene is about one thing. One thing happens in a scene. You know, it's one thing, you know, at, at, at its core, you want one thing to change or grow or get worse, you know. Um, and it's the same, like, on a shot shot per shot basis. One shot is for one thing, basically, or a very simple transition to another thing. It's never, you never want to layer too many things on top of each other because uh, your brain and your eye can only take so much in with what you're watching. So it's always, yeah, one thing per thing is... Focus on the thing that you want to communicate because everything else around it will distract from that. And to branch off of that, my learned advice is just like letting stuff go. I think just even starting boarding, the first boarding job, it was like you're doing something, you're working hard, but it needs to change. You know, maybe there's too many things in it. Maybe it's not supporting the greater theme or episode you gotta let that go yeah right yeah, that's you're gonna have baby another baby episode mm-hmm. keep going yeah um you gotta what kill your babies that's the phrase that's your phrase you love killing like, babies. it sounds really <laughs> weird to be like yeah i'm in the business of killing babies <laughs> it, oh God, that's not they're just gonna cut this from the podcast <laughs> <laughs> sound might be too volatile that's not a sound clip you want in the world but you can't yeah. be precious about anything. You can't anything. be precious. No. hear that. No. Nothing is you sacred. You can only grow no. if you keep building. There's, right. There's, there's episodes where we've, we've cut entire chunks. Um, for the board, Serious Steven, I think I did that ending of that board at least three times before we settled on what it would be. Mm-hmm. Was that there the was, one where you play playing the ukulele and he 
Yeah, yeah, it was butterflies. I think. Yeah, yeah, there was yeah. a frog monster in that. Mm-hmm. What? There was yeah, there was a frog monster at the beginning of that episode. Yeah. Do you not remember? Um, that got cut, um, <laughs> rightfully. You know, we don't need monsters in every single episode. And and like there was a whole scene at the beginning of Jailbreak that got cut that I said like it wasn't working, and mm-hmm. I said like take it down <laughs> yeah. and Rebecca yeah. was like no but I want to save and I was like no take it down it <laughs> yeah. doesn't work I feel like that was so, always my thing I'd be like I can just get rid of it we could get rid of it yeah <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. I mean I can just take it out and do it new scene Wait, Re- so right to go back though what was the thing that you learned Hillary what have you learned over <laughs> what the have past I learned? four years um, letting stuff go being open just being a better person <laughs> hopefully hopefully that's hopefully. the goal right yeah. yeah open steven i guess the thing is steven is very collaborative it's more collaborative than any other thing that i've worked on and understanding the dynamic of that being compassionate being able to voice your opinion without shutting other people down mm-hmm. you know like basic life skills that are really good. <laughs> um, being succinct yeah. That's a big one. Lots of I statements. <laughs> um, yeah. That's a, the that's a thing every artist who works in television animation, I think, has to learn. Is We're all artists and we all have our own personal vision that we're trying to bring to it. But it's it's all for this bigger thing, you know, that's always right, bigger than and ourselves. And especially of... this show where... The ideas it's a bigger are, thing. are bigger than <laughs> yeah, the show. Yeah, yeah. It's really big. Yeah, it's good that Rebecca is there to be <laughs> the to, final to, say in everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, thank you so much. Sure, yeah. thanks. Thank you. Thank you. And that's it for this week's episode. Thanks again to the awesome storyboard artists, revisionists, and directors of Steven Universe. It was great to talk to Hillary Florido, Joe Johnston, Kat Morris, Jeff Liu, Lamar Abrams, Maya Peterson, and Amish Kumar. Make sure to join me next Thursday as we meet the gems. Didi Magno-Hall, who voices Pearl, Michaela Dietz, who voices Amethyst, Shelby Rabara, the voice of Peridot, and Jennifer Paz, the voice of Lapis. They're all going to join me to talk about how they got their parts and, and what it's been like to develop the characters. And plus, Rebecca Sugar is going to return to re- share the origins of the gems, what she was looking for when she was casting their voices, and the surprises she encountered during auditions. And remember, if you have any questions about Steven Universe for the Crewniverse, including show creator Rebecca Sugar, Sugar, please tweet them at me at MK Atwood or at Cartoon Network's official Twitter and use the hashtag Steven Universe Podcast. We'll try to answer as many as possible. And if you haven't hit the subscribe button for the Steven Universe Podcast, you can do that at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. Please be sure to leave us a review and a five-star rating while you're there. We love getting the feedback. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. I'm Mackenzie Atwood and I will see you next Thursday.